Well, hello everyone and welcome. You are listening to The Parenting Collective, formerly known as The Baby Sleep Sessions. I'm your host, Donna Mawala, the founder of Bug to Sleep. I'm a certified paediatric sleep specialist working with expecting parents, newborns, infants, toddlers and children up to seven years of age here in Perth, Australia-wide and all around the world. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. This week I'll be speaking to the lovely Dee and Cheryl from Bundle and Me. They are a pregnancy and postpartum service based here in Perth, Western Australia. They do a lot of in-home supporting new mums, new families. They do a lot of telehealth as well, which is amazing. And they're obviously delving way more into that through the COVID times, telehealth to support families. They are your biggest advocate by your side if you choose to work with them and their midwives um, through pregnancy, birth and beyond. So, you know, up to about six weeks after you've had your baby post postpartum so they um, are all midwives certified midwives certified they are midwives um, and majority of them are lactation consultants as well so today I was just wanting to talk about everything they can do to support families when they're expecting um, and what they can do for them and also at the end I talked to Cheryl as a lactation consultant just talking about the breastfeeding journey also very much pro-choice you know some people feel very much like they don't want to breastfeed and we talk about that talk about um, yeah the truth the truth about breastfeeding (laughs) okay hope you enjoy bye Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us here today on my podcast. It's called The Parenting Collective now. It was the baby sleep sessions, but now um, as it's sort of evolved over the years that um, I want to bring lots of different experts onto um, the podcast for our parents that are listening. So would you kindly introduce yourselves today, please, ladies? Um, Hi, Donna. Thanks for having us today. Um, I'm Cheryl and Dee and I, Dee's also on the podcast here. Um, we, Hello, um, how are you? <laughs> we are Bundle and Me. So we um, are a team of midwives. We provide antenatal and postnatal care services um, and we can offer rebates and bulk billing with that. Um, we like to see women throughout their pregnancy to provide continuity care. We have several clinics throughout the Perth area and we also can visit people within their home. Um, And at the moment, we're just setting up our telehealth services to make things even easier for people to access um, and just to provide that, um, yeah, that continuity that women need. Awesome. That's amazing. And just to explain to our listeners in regards to that, and particularly with Mm -hmm. telehealth, it could be Australia-wide and worldwide, what is the difference with what you can offer pregnant ladies, pregnant families, compared to going public or compared to going private? Um, So we offer um, more uh, sort of a team approach to midwifery, but generally when women come to us, they see the same midwife um, throughout their pregnancy. Um, Then we generally hand over to the care provider they want to deliver with and then they come back to us. So postnatally they know who we are. Um, During the pregnancy and postnatally, we can prescribe all the medications. We can do all the referrals. We can request all the bloods. So we can do everything pretty much that a GP can do. Um, But this is our specialty. This is our bread and butter. Mm. Um, We've gone through years and years of training. Um, It's taken me about seven years to become an endorsed midwife. Um, And I'm also a lactation consultant as uh, all of our team members. So that means we're also very specialised in breastfeeding. Mm. Um, And GPs are absolutely amazing. 
or like a general practitioner or a doctor, they're amazing. But sometimes midwifery and breastfeeding specifically aren't their forte. Um, because they have sleep, to a lot of everything. Yes, sleep as well. Yeah, that's right. And that's um, the thing, it's not having a go yeah. at um, doctors at all. No. But, um, you know, yeah, so all the high-risk pregnancies, we do work with a team of doctors as yep. well we can refer on. Um, we are very big advocates for the public health system as well, so we work with them too. But mm-hmm. what this offers is someone that's sort of advocating for you and on right. your side and working with um, sort of models of care that we, we know about yeah. and we can uh, interact with them quite well um yeah so it's not that we're different we are different but it's not that we're not working with those models as no, well so, of course yeah. so yeah. say for example just stepping through it they treat uh, someone who's pregnant chooses to go through you um and they're going down the public route because yeah sounds quite rude but public <laughs> i know road um yeah. so you know like i obviously work with so many families that don't know anything about yourselves and just Mm -hmm. go to the public and they feel like they don't have much of a say and a lot of them sort of um, have to be um, induced and things like they don't really have much of a say so say Mm -hmm. they went through you and through the public system does that Mm -hmm. mean that um, you both would add or anyone that works for you would be advocating like their voice Oh, definitely. So we see both high high risk people that do need to see obstetricians throughout their pregnancy. Um, And so what we do is we provide loads of education and make sure people are aware of their options. So um, sometimes we are not against induction. Sometimes it's very necessary. I I didn't mean to. No, 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 I'm not saying you are, but I'm saying generally midwives are very for the natural. But D&I, we are absolutely pro-choice. So if if you've been recommended an induction, we will definitely educate stepping through. But if you're on the side of um, not sure, not wanting to, we're definitely your biggest advocate. So, um, yeah, yeah, we're there to support. Yeah, that's amazing. And so then, um, and so, how, how many on your team of midwives? Is that you yourself and Dee? Yeah. Dee and no, I'll let Dee answer this yeah. one. Oh, Dee. Yeah, we've got currently um, five to six midwives and we all service different suburbs around Perth. Amazing. Um, and we do lots of home visits, especially with COVID happening. Uh, um, great. So mums don't have to leave their house um, if it's postpartum. Um, so, yeah, there's a awesome. big team of us and we're growing very quickly. Yay. And then so telehealth ways, wise, um, and, and it obviously, I think, you know, here in Perth, we've been in a little bubble for two years of COVID and now it's um it's here, it's here, which is all okay. Um, so you may have to go to telehealth a bit more because obviously it's great to still do home visits. Um, could you do other people, people in the country? Um, or, or well, yeah. And so yeah. the same sort of care? Um, yeah. So our telehealth um, consults, um, we, we like to see the women once before we do our telehealth and then yeah. it's all bulk build after that yeah, great. with awesome. telehealth or phone consults. Amazing. So then how long after birth are you uh, are the families with you? Uh, we see them for up to six weeks and if they still need ongoing um, care, we can still provide that. Medicare awesome. does provide a big um provide a good a rebate for all the women for the first six weeks. That's amazing. Everyone needs to know about you. Everyone. Yeah. Don't Thank they? you. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's so important. And again, like I was talking about the change of my name with the uh, with the podcast is that's what I'm feeling is like what why I love what I do and our team mm-hmm. is the one-on-one, not big programs, not all just telehealth if we don't have to or, you know, that it's that people still have that community again or that yes, oh, that's really so important. Care. 
you know, yeah. and, the, um, and that you get to know your clients, get to know your patients and yeah. what they yeah. want and their personalities because, you know, being a mum at the first, first time is exciting, scary, mm-hmm. all of the things wrapped up in, mm-hmm. in one, but I can't imagine these poor mums with COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. for the last few years and, like, to have mm-hmm. um, someone, you know, or people like yourselves to be there for them, oh, it's worth every cent, isn't it? Um, so that's that's amazing. So thanks, really, uh, really uh, a good explanation of what you can do and telehealth. And mm-hmm. I think that's really good, like I said, going to the COVID season over here. Um, <laughs> so the um, with all your midwives, uh, did you say all of them are lactation consultants as well or just a, a few of them? A lot of them are also um, very experienced with breastfeeding. They've been midwives for over yep. 25 years, um, yep. so they know what they do. We've also got IB. LC um, lactation consultants um, on board with us too right. for more complicated issues. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Again, the majority yeah. of the majority of us are actually IBLC yeah. trained. Yeah, and um, again, telehealth yeah. is great. Hey, yeah, amazing. So, honestly. so for example, um, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm obviously working with families and they're in in quite an urgent position to speak to a lactation consultant. Say. Mm-hmm. Um, how do they do that? Like, is that something they can do quite quickly or does it take quite a while to get into you? Because obviously with, with lactation uh, and breastfeeding, you know, in those early days, it's really important to be able to get some support. So, so uh-huh. you know, like, so, yeah, is it how, do, how would someone, if they're having trouble with breastfeeding and they've just got no one to go to and they, they, they want to come to you, how do they do that? Um, um, they just go through our website, Bundle and Me. Yep. So, um. Uh, they just search us on Google Bundle and Me and uh, book in online, and we get in contact with them in contact with them ASAP and oh, book them in for a home visit or whatever they desire. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, and often, um, you know, we can see like if someone needs us straight away, we can try and prioritize. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. D and I quite hands on with our very. business, so very. we um, check those things very regularly. Very, yeah, <laughs> very hands on. <laughs> Very hands-on. So um, if someone's really suffering, we actually don't have a clinic that day. It's not uncommon for us to, you know, see them, find one of our midwives that can go out to see Amazing. them that day. Yeah. yeah, Amazing. And that's why I love you guys so much. Yeah. And we're lucky to have you here. Well, in we Perth. love you too, Donna. Oh, thanks so much. <laughs> thanks, um, Donna. But, yeah, very, um, very lucky to have you here in Perth. But like I said, as, as the world keeps changing, it's, it's really, and again, over COVID, the last few years, my clients are 60, 70% worldwide now and I, over east, you know. I love going in home when I can here. I'm not currently doing it because of COVID. But, um, yeah, so the uh, telehealth is amazing. So mm-hmm. that's awesome and super exciting and hope, hopefully people understand and that's clear of the support mm-hmm. that you can give them. Um, so the other really big thing I wanted to talk about are people's breastfeeding journeys. So I don't, as I was saying to you guys, I don't ever want anyone to feel that if that by choice just didn't want to do it, that's mm-hmm. their choice and no judgment mm-hmm. there at all. But I did want to talk about um, the importance of being able to give it a go, why it's so important, um, and even if, you know, someone really didn't want to do it, say, because of whatever reason, aversion, which I don't mm-hmm. know if that's what that's called, um, you know, what they could do, you know, what could they do to give baby, when, when's the most important time? I know breastfeeding is fantastic, but, like, all the different time, like, you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone really- I'll, let, I'll let Cheryl um, answer yes. that. Okay, okay, go Cheryl. <laughs> um, um, so I think, um, so you mean like what can they do if they don't want to actually offer so, the breast? So firstly, 
Firstly, what I wanted to talk about is obviously I, I don't want anyone to feel um, bad if they choose not to do breastfeeding. That's my yeah, of decision, course. Okay, um, yeah. but I do also I w- would love for you to explain the importance of uh, colostrum, colostrum. Okay. Yeah, um, you yeah. know, at the, yeah. the, the beginning of the day, the first few days, the first few weeks, sure. um, that breastfeeding isn't easy. Like I no. think people think, oh, their baby's going to sleep and be able to breastfeed. Yeah. It's not. Yes. And just the reality yeah. behind it, yeah, if you yeah. could. Yeah. So, so I think um, uh, the first thing that we talk about, especially in our classes, is the benefits of breastfeeding. And I think a lot of people know breast is best. Yeah. And I think a lot of people aim to breastfeed afterwards. Cool. But like you're saying, it's an absolutely, it's a tricky skill. And how I describe it is some people are born naturally to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and they become Olympic yes. sprinters. Yes. And some people are not born that's at like 90% analogy. of us, probably 99% of us, that's not the best analogy. Kind of, but we try, yep, and we have to keep practicing. Yes. With yes. breastfeeding, I think a lot of pressure is put on thinking this is a natural skill. Yes, and it definitely. is. Yes, it yes. is for 3% of people. Yep. And the yep. rest of us have to try yep. and practice. So and it's the same with sleep. I know I keep saying it, but this is everyone I talk to is like, yep. I think babies eat and sleep, eat and sleep. But there's yeah, a and it's. No, it's not the reality, is it? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, so the first thing I say is, is the benefits. And as soon as I tell people the benefits, obviously this is what their option, yes. they, they're wanting to do. But as an LC, it's important people realise when they are opting not to yes. that I, I hope they've given it the best crack. Maybe or, they haven't got the info, you know, as well. Yeah, that's right. And if they if they have got the info and it's still not for them, not. totally accepting, like, you Absolutely. know. That's definitely fine. Absolutely. So I've got loads of mates, even midwifery mates, that I've got one mate who breastfed for two, um, the first two babies and the third was like, no, nah, this this just isn't for me. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, but she's very well informed. She knows yep. the benefits and, and yep. everything was fine. Awesome. So Good explanation. Um, ben- benefits of breastfeeding. So it's literally like the building blocks of that baby's immune system. Okay. It helps prime the gut mm-hmm. and it creates a seal on the gut. Okay. And so what that does is it, illness sort of, starts in the gut and so when you're creating that seal it means that it um, prevents any sort of pathogens and bad bacteria getting through to that baby mm-hmm. it's also very in tune to the mum so when you deliver the baby and pop it on mum for skin to skin you colonize that baby's gut with mum's bacteria and mum's breast milk knows mum's bacteria yeah. and can help fight off any bugs and things like that mm-hmm. so Breast milk um, is full of the, the colostrum anyway, um, is full of antibodies. So that keeps babies um, sort of boosts immune system really. Yeah. And it is those building blocks as the days progress. So days one, two, three, you'll slowly build more and more colostrum, but colostrum, lots of people say to me, oh, my baby's getting nothing on day one or day two, but your baby's tummy is probably about the size of a marble, sometimes yeah. smaller than that. Yeah, really. So it really takes like two to three mils. Mm-hmm. And by day three, it's probably taking closer to seven to 15 mils and it slowly builds. Mm-hmm. By day um, four to five, your milk supply will suddenly come through and yep. that milk supply, it'll go from transitional to um, like an established supply Mm -hmm. and obviously throughout that time the antibody content changes but so does the fat content and the sugar content Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so what we encourage mums with babies when they're first born um, I think it's a huge um, sort of a marathon those first three days babies will demand and cry a lot Mm -hmm. um, because they know they need to stimulate the supply 
even if they've just been fed, yeah. they still cry for more. And it's comfort. Yeah, it's comfort. It's, you know, so they can get to sleep um, because this is a new world for them. Do you know, they, they're suddenly exposed to all these sensory changes. So it's not just about food in those first three days, but they do know, in t- um, you know, instinctively that they need to demand to bring in that milk. The other thing that babies do in that first sort of three-week period is their circadian rhythm isn't regulated. So they will often um, feed and demand overnight and be up frequently during the night and then sleep during the day more. Yes. So you would know a lot about this. I'm I sure do. the pro at this. Yes. Yeah. yeah, which is true. And, and that's what I always say to everyone too, sleep and nutrition, sleep and nutrition, sleep and nutrition. Yeah. Yes. As adults, it's four pillars, sleep, nutrition, mental health and exercise. That, you know, exactly. Health. exactly. And so, so we say, and I'm sure you would agree with this, um, is fix. So if you have a baby that's really fractious and upset at the breast, fix the sleep, fix the feed. So if you can get the baby hand, doesn't to it, sleep, you know? yeah, yeah, if you can get the baby to sleep. So sometimes yeah. I come up to the house, the baby's devastated, yeah. mum's devastated. Yeah. If you can get that baby to sleep for half an hour, or an hour, yeah. even if it's short, yep. then that next feed after is usually very, uh, it's usually improved. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing is why it's so important is, um, yeah, when they don't get the sleep, <laughs> when they don't get the sleep, like you said, they're fractious, they're, 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 they're so, and then the parents, yeah. of course, are feeling anxious and their hearts are racing, so they're not going to feed. So for me, yeah. I work with families, newborn families, and it's just that gentle implementation of foundations mm-hmm. around how wake time, how we can yeah. help them sleep, that yeah. might be on you a lot. You know, yeah, and especially in those first three days because that's the yeah. marathon. I sort of tell patients because I think by the end of the three days or the four days, like baby's been up all night demanding, the supply isn't there, it's just small amounts of colostrum every now and then. They're hungry, I suppose, but ready to. Yeah, they're hungry, they're crying a lot, and by day three or four you're you're ready to throw in that towel because that marathon is brutal. By day three, day four, suddenly your supply comes in and that baby fills its tummy and actually it settles a bit better. So um, with feeding, we tell patients um what we tell women if your baby is awake as soon as you put them down that's a sign they're hungry yeah. often a baby that's full is when you relax place them back, yeah place them back in the cot we'll you only them. have that 45 50 60 minutes max of a newborn exactly. Sometimes yeah. half an hour so like and to establish breastfeeding you could be having that boot baby on your boob for the hour <laughs> so it takes it takes about 45 minutes to digest a full tummy of like a full belly of breast milk, yep. um, and it takes about ninety minutes to digest formula because formula is foreign. The baby, yep. it takes it takes a bit more figuring out of yep. how to digest it. So it does take a bit longer to digest. Yep. The the breast milk is just so in tune to your baby mm. that the baby just absorbs it really quickly. It's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Amazing. And look. I could talk about lactation and breastfeeding to the cows come home because yeah. also, um, uh, you know, as the babies get bigger and the children get bigger yeah. and, and, and allergies and stuff, oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. Like, I didn't yeah. think when I had my children, I was like, oh, shit. no, other than alcohol and stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. it won't go through. But yeah. working with families, oh, wow. oh, my God, you must see yeah. so much. Oh, yeah. Like, particularly dairy is a goodie. Um, yeah. But um, all of that. So, you know, yeah. that's a really beautiful explanation of, breast because like you said everyone's like breast is best and you know mm-hmm. and here I don't ever want anyone to ever feel like whatever their choice is is incorrect because it's not yeah no and the thing power. is we know we know it takes so people say to me I get asked a lot how um 
well, like particularly in the classes, how long do you need to breastfeed for to see yeah, the benefits? Right. So the yeah. benefits is um, healthier BMI as, yeah. the ba- as the baby goes into adulthood, higher IQ levels, reduced rates of asthma, yeah. reduced rates of allergies. Um, they are starting to, to slowly look at that. And yeah. um, there are some studies suggesting that now. Um, and obviously, um, uh, helps protect that baby at least for that first six months yeah. while getting all that um, you know, breast milk there. But what we're seeing is at least four months of um, breastfeeding. Yeah. So if you can, and or if you can. anything is better, better, anything but better, the, yeah. the studies show four months because they're only really studying that period of time. Yeah. Well, if you can sense. breastfeed for a week, good, great. You've done a good and, job. You know, and that's the thing, isn't it? Like my best friend just didn't like, she, she, she had a preemie baby yeah. the first yeah. Didn't like it at all. Still did it. Had to pump all the time. Did it because she was, you know. But the second time, she actually went into it and went, "I don't want to do this at all." Um, but she was yeah. made to feel pretty crap about it. So I'm really conscious about that because it was yeah. a big. There was a lot going on for yeah. her. Choice, yeah. Right? So yeah. say say was like my mm-hmm. friend, and mm-hmm. um, she just really didn't want to do it all at all, but was yeah. a bit concerned about that. Could she, um, can you express the colostrum? Uh, like, is there any tips for people that are feeling that way? Or, Oh, of course. So, like, I, I, if I saw a lady like that, I, I would generally break down what happened. Right. And so usually there's an issue with because that. Because they've got, they've found you, you see. Uh, yeah, there you go. Right. They've got some support. That's but, right. you know, often in that first um you know, the first journey, people just assume, like I've got a quite a good friend, she just assumed that breastfeeding was going to be easy peasy, yep, um, and I'd be like, oh, come come and see me if you need anything. Um, and I think it just slipped her mind. She, and then at the end she, she has the babe and she's like, oh, my God, this is actually yeah. hard. In the rest- and so I think is, she gave yeah. up breastfeeding quite early. Yeah. Um, and that's so I think be made to feel bad. Yeah, you know? I think making sure you have the support. So someone like your friend, I would break down and make sure she really is deciding not to breastfeed, um, not just because she didn't get the right support last time. Oh, I just think, I think you've explained it again. Like I think about that yeah. journey because it all, it, it was a while ago, but I remember yeah. it. No support with that. It's like you no, do yeah. that. Why aren't you doing that? On oh, I don't really want to. Well, you should. Rather than okay, why? You know, she had this premier baby. It was yeah. traumatic, you know. So there's reasons. Right. Why. Yeah, exactly. And then how can we help? How, how can we can help? You so, help? Yeah. yeah. So breast uh, pumping is is definitely not an easy option no. for, to breastfeeding because once you establish that. breastfeeding, yeah, it takes a good six weeks of practice to get. I say when the baby goes to the breast, it's not I must feed, it's I must practice. Yes. It's practicing for mum, it's practicing yeah. for baby. Yeah. And sometimes that can take up to six weeks to get that dyad yeah. yep, working really well. So the mum and, and it the hurts. Baby. Yeah, it really hurts. You know, like, no one tells about it, that. No. So yeah. it, sh- it shouldn't actually hurt if you have. Well, you know, at the beginning when you've never had a babe on there before. Yeah. That's, I know it, it shouldn't hurt, but yeah. it's. You know, if you get yeah. right, if you get the right advice, yes, that's right. So you know, um, so if so, anyway, you can definitely express um, and uh, feed the babe. We um, know that the baby saliva um, sort of talks to the mum nipples, yeah, and that's how antibodies are created. That's amazing. So I'll just give you an example. If you have a baby that goes to daycare and the daycare calls you up and says, yeah. everyone's sick with gastro, come and pick up your baby. Yeah. If you take your baby home and smell its clothes and then do skin to skin and then breastfeed your baby, 
the baby's saliva will talk to the mum's nipples. And then within within um, 24 to 48 hours, you'll be producing antibodies wow. against whatever that babe's been exposed to. So it's it's huge. It, and that could happen like six months down the track, seven months, wow. it's still got that ability. So, sorry, so, sorry. So, um, so I expressed predominantly with my baby, yep. my first child. Yep. So yep. I had, to, it was such a mission. I did it for a year. And yeah. wow. uh, when I got pregnant the second time, I was like, oh, I, can't, I just can't no, do that again. No. It is a hard yard and you don't get that benefit of the yeah. saliva talking to the nipple. Wow. Obviously amazing. you're kissing your baby. Obviously yeah. you're cuddling your yeah. baby. So you're still going to be producing antibodies. Yeah. So you can definitely express. And when I see mums, especially if they're in a position where they're unsure if they're wanting to breastfeed, Bring the supplier can bring the I can we can help support the baby to come yeah, on. If you amazing. don't bring the supply, it's yeah. a uphill battle. So yeah. expressing definitely helps maintain that maintain yeah. that supply yeah. and give all those benefits, especially yeah. in the first weeks. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So your friend, that's what I would be. Yeah. So, and you know, get on, get expressing, and do it for as long as you can, yeah. as long as you can. Yeah. You know? And a lot yeah. of people do that, and and that's yeah. the thing is like I yeah I just. Think back of everything that's happened in our lives and my family's mm-hmm. lives and, and the things that I love to bring to my followers or my listeners are, are these yep. important things we just don't know about. You know, no. like when I first met you for the first time, I was like, oh, my gosh, really? That's amazing. <laughs> you know, because I did breastfeed but all, not yeah. mass, like six months and stuff like that. But it yeah. was, I didn't mind it. I didn't love it like lots of people really yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but it was more that. Um, immunity stuff I was always thinking you know better do that um, yeah I think people think it yeah you know breast is best but they actually don't break like when I understand have it. classes yeah they're quite shocked to actually yeah. what it's, yeah. um, the, the benefits but saying that like after I expressed for a year when I fell pregnant a second time luckily she was a very good feeder oh, but I was more that. more than ready to give formula that's right yeah it was, and it that's was so good. Journey so the first time around. Honest. And, yeah. and then I always talk about a fed baby is a happy baby. And that's what I'm talking about the mental yeah. state of mums. Because again, yeah, so there I'm, is no shame. There is no shame. There can't room. be. Yeah. I want it to yeah. be, but I want to give knowledge to everybody because, uh-huh. what, again, you'd see all the time the guilt of mothers they put on themselves and it breaks my heart. Yeah. And the pressure, you know, and they're doing the best they can. Well, thank you so much. Dee has had to disappear. Um, Yeah, she's she's disappeared. (laughs) um, She's gorgeous. Thank you for for being you guys and thank you for coming on today. Thanks um, for having us. Yeah, any comments um, people can ask away, but have a lovely day. Have a lovely weekend. Thank you so much, Donna. It's lovely to be here. See you later. See ya. Bye. So if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave me a rating and review on our podcast. I love reading all of your messages, so shoot me a DM over on Instagram. I am at bub2sleep, B-U-B, number two, sleep. I also offer a free 15-minute phone chat. If you'd like to book one, head over to my website, www.bub2sleep.com.au, and request one there. So try to remember to be kind to yourself and always know you're doing the best you can every day, no matter what your day's looking like. Until next time, much love.